Welcome to Making Sense of Movies. This is Elena. I'm Claire. And today we're going to talk about camp movies. Mm-hmm. Which camp is um, exaggerated, or movies that have exaggerated thematic or genre elements. Uh, but it's kind of broad because... It's very subjective. It, yeah, it is very subjective. Because there's definitely movies on here which I feel like aren't camp. Or people might not characterize as outwardly camp. Mm-hmm. But these are movies Claire and I thought fit the category. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's start with our first one. Okay. Um, a classic, Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. What did you... So this was your first time watching it? Yeah, so I had never seen Young Frankenstein before. Mm-hmm. I've been told to watch it multiple yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Um, one, um, first reaction, I really liked it. I thought it was pretty funny, but in a more subtle way. I liked how they used like older movies mm-hmm. as their kind of backdrop to make fun of. Um, one of my favorite scenes is when um, Victor Frankenstein, not Frankenstein, um, is going to Transylvania and he's saying goodbye to his girlfriend and it's like this classic like ho- old Hollywood going away but she's like, no, don't touch my hair, don't touch my lips, don't mm-hmm. do anything. Yeah. So I really liked that. Mm-hmm. I also thought that it was a fun take on Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a really good take on Frankenstein. Um, I'm trying to think what I liked about it. There was just like so many... <laughs> You make it seem like you didn't like anything. No, 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 no. I, it's just like very, because a lot of it is just the movie, the Frankenstein movie, just with comedy elements to it. So yeah. like a lot of the moments that I want to talk about, like they're all the comedic moments. Yeah. Like at the beginning when he stabs himself in the leg, when he's like yes. scolding people about his name, Frankenstein really versus Frankenstein. Um and I think, you know who, I've already seen this before, but watching it again, Igor really steals the show for me. Igor does, with his hump. With his hump that changes sides. sides I thought that was funny. Scene. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then I'm trying to think what else. Um, a lot of good puns, too, like Their yeah. Wolf, uh, Their Castle. Yeah. Uh, um, I also like when he finds, like, how Victor Frankenstein did it. It's literally a book saying how I did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was really funny. Or when the, the girlfriend, she's like, I was his girlfriend. And she, like, plays the uh-huh. violin. Yes. Oh, right, because she was like, yes! Yes! And then he, yeah. he's asking questions. She's like, yes! And she plays the violin, like, yeah. violently. Yeah, so I guess that's the part about it that it was, like, it's the horror genre, but, like, well, not really horror, but that part of it, it's totally exaggerated. It's like, def- I would say out yeah. of this... The, the dialogue is what's exaggerated yeah. the most. I like mm-hmm. when they're doing the charades. Yeah, for, the charades um, is good. For, what was it? The sedative? Mm-hmm. Sedative? <laughs> sedative. Yeah. And there's just some parts that, like, there was some parts that were funny, and then some parts that were so stupid, they were funny. Like when Igor says, uh, could be worse, could be raining, and then it starts raining. <laughs> yeah. That's just so obvious. Like, if a character says that, it's going to start raining, which is, like, why that part's funny about yeah. it. I also like. I also feel like it's very kind of exaggerated because it's like a satirical take on what would be like the horror genre, like mm-hmm. the old Hollywood way. Like I remember yeah. watching the beginning and I'm like, oh, so they want you to think this movie is serious. Mm-hmm. Like I knew going in it was a comedy, but like if I had never seen like a trailer or heard of it, like it starts off with like very serious music. It's black and white. All of the credits are like first, and I don't know mm-hmm. if that's just because it's from 1970s. When did they? I don't know when they started doing credits at the end of the movie. Yeah, but I remember being like. Cool, when is the movie going to start? <laughs> Forgot about this. I think the best scene, though, is the scene with the policeman, and uh, Frankenstein is pretending to, like, use the dead man's hand as his oh, own. Yeah, yeah, that part, I thought that one was really funny. It's just, like, all very clever, I think. I liked the blind guy. 
when he's praying and Frankenstein comes, or because it's Frankenstein's monster, um, comes in and mm-hmm. he's just trying to like eat. Like he's pouring soup on him. Like it's all yeah. that stuff that like I felt that like if it was happening now, I would not have thought of it as so funny. But I think like Mel Brooks, I think that's who wrote the movie. Yeah, he mm-hmm. just did such a good job. Yeah, it was, it was very well done. Uh huh. And I just really love this movie because I, in high school, I was a big fan of the Frankenstein book. Which, no, I didn't even read the book. Yeah, no, it's super different because it's like, uh, the uh, the Doctor Frankenstein is on like a ship the whole time, and oh, then really? and then Frank, I believe, I mean, this was ages ago, but then the We're monster <laughs> comes to stalk him down, like somewhere, and he's I don't know, maybe in Antarctica or something crazy like yeah. that. Um, but I I liked. Franken or the monster in this. I thought it was funny how he gets with the, the girlfriend at the end. Yeah. I I forgot about that part and I really just wasn't I expecting was, it. I wasn't expecting that either. The ending because like you, they make it seem like it's going to be the you know classic Frankenstein ending. They kill the monster. They have like this big mob. Mm-hmm. And then I remember watching it and, he, and I'm like, oh, they're gonna switch brains. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Why would he do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of the movie, it's like Gene Wilder, <laughs> the you know the the like. I don't know, what is it, a Transylvanian girl, a German girl? Yeah. It's like, why would you do this? And he, like, makes a noise, and you're like, oh, because he wants to be with you. <laughs> but, like, yeah. That was, like, a little a little tasteless, but mm-hmm. it was still, still funny, but probably not, it didn't age as well. Yeah. But there wasn't that much that, or I don't know. Well, anytime, like, the monster had, like, sex with one of the women, they were like, no, no, and then they, like, liked it, and I was like, yeah, that I feel was, like, that I feel like I feel like if you wanted them to have sex, you could have just had, had them both willing yeah. instead of like because that probably would have been more fun, fun, mm-hmm. funny instead of like this. Oh no, I don't want this, and then like oh, but I do now. So yeah, mm-hmm. that that part when I was watching it, I was like, it could have been, it could have been done a little bit, yeah, mm-hmm. better. But it is it's from nineteen seventy four, and like, let's face it, some of the movies we have on this list did not age no, well. No, no, we'll talk one of these movies that we'll talk about later. <laughs> Very much did not age well. No, a not lot, at all. So, based from that, the movie we're going to talk about, from Young Frankenstein, like... No, Young Frankenstein was good. I feel... I, I liked it. I would definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I think it's definitely the oldest movie on our list so far. Yeah. Has it been the oldest movie we've talked about in general? I think so. It's I think so, 1974, too. I think, yeah. is when it came out. Uh-huh. I think besides that... Um, when... Oh, wait. No. Friday Night might have been around. I think it was 1980s. Okay. So, yeah, 1974. It's our oldest movie, but we're going to talk about older ones. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Perhaps. We'll have Perhaps. to see. We'll have to see. Yes. Yeah, and the other one thing I want to say about this movie is I think it was funny how everyone in the village, like, as soon as Frankenstein comes back into town and the uh, he's the grandson of yeah. the real Frankenstein, everyone's like, oh, we got to go check on him, make sure he's not doing the same yeah. things. Which, like, if I was in that scenario, I would think, like, that's so stupid. Why would someone who's just related to this other guy be doing the same things? But then they were just dead on because he was yeah, absolutely he doing the, the same, same thing. But he was, he was, was exactly was doing the same yeah. thing. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. so, a nice ending for our young Frankenstein talk. What yeah. is the next movie on our list, Claire? Okay, the next movie on our list, very similar to this, is Rocky Horror Picture Show, which also involves... Creating someone it new. It does. It has yeah. a, and Rocky Horror is definitely a Frankenstein element. He's much better looking in this movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first time I saw Rocky Horror was at 
one of those, like, midnight shows where you, like, throw things at the screen. And, like, people are yelling and, like, people, you know, dress up as the characters. The virgin games where... Did you not know about that? No, we had different games that oh, our thing. Yeah, so the one... Well, hold on. Do you want to finish your experience? No, that was it. It was really fun. Oh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, so <laughs> I went to the one here at GW, and basically what they do is they it's like the Virgin Games, which is everyone's in line, and if you hadn't been to like a live showing of this before, you get a V written oh, on your forehead. Oh, they did do that. They did do that. Yeah, and... Oh, they did it on the forehead. On and the like to... They'll question you beforehand, so I would ask you like, oh, how do you spell Janet? And what would your answer to that be? It's S-L-U-T. Oh, so then oh, you, yeah, in no, this okay. case, would ha- get a V written on your forehead. And they'll uh, then when you go in before the show, they did, like, a bunch of inappropriate games, Yeah, basically. definitely. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a It's, it's a, a Halloween good, classic. You Halloween can't not classic, watch it. <laughs> good movie. But I think the more interesting thing about this movie is just, like, the whole culture around it. Yeah. Because... It's a weird movie. It, yeah, it is a weird like, movie. Like, I remember... Like, watching it and being like, I was not expecting that ending. If you mm-hmm. don't know, like, what what even is the ending? I don't even know, like, what really happens. It's like, they, they're they from, they're aliens from the planet oh, Trans, yeah. Transylvania. They're transvestites from Transylvania, but they're <laughs> aliens. Yes. So, the whole house is a spaceship, and they just oh, go back yeah, to yeah. their planet. Um, yeah. It has some great songs. It's a great movie musical. Mm-hmm. Um, damn it. Janet, 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 Janet. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sweet Transvestite is my favorite, and then the Time Warp. Time Warp's a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, touchy, touchy. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that, okay, the thing that's best about that song though is they're, they're singing, and then like all the extras in this, like the side characters, are all amazing. Like Riff Raff, yes. and those two girls. So during the Touchy song, um. The two girls are singing along and also just watching, and they're kind of just, yeah, like, being the audience members. Yeah. And it's kind of weird, but it's also, like, they're just funny, because they're just, like, chicks just, like... Yeah, and the two main yeah. characters are, like, low-key dumb. Yeah. Brad. Brad and Janet. Brad is truly a Chad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Um, and then, I don't know how to explain the plot. Like, they, they go to their, like, his old professor's... Um, castle and then they get like warped into this i don't even know like, they just they're they this, just stay there yeah, they just, they just stay, stay there because uh i mean their car breaks down yeah. so they have oh, nowhere yeah. to go but you know if they wanted to leave they honestly couldn't they they have just left at any time i think i think they definitely could have i just think like one tim curry truly mm. truly enchanted them yeah. as he did the entire audience uh-huh. yeah <laughs> um I learned that Rocky Horror became began as a stage play, which kind that of makes, makes sense. which makes a lot of sense because looking at the set, it's all like a very bleak. Yeah, like it looks like it could be recreated on stage. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah, but I think it kind of works because like even though all the settings are kind of bleak, like just not much to look at, like. All the characters and the Are makeup and wild. the costumes yeah. and, like, the characters I think have that's just such the best big part. personalities. Yeah, I think that's, like, what makes this movie so fun is that yeah. you have, like, Janet and Brad who are kind of, like, dumb and, mm-hmm. like, meek and naive. And then you have, you know, Dr. Frankenfurter who's, like, loud and hilarious. And mm-hmm. then you have Rocky who's also just kind of, like, this weird Frankenstein character yeah. who's there. He's yeah, he's there to look at. He's, he's there, there to be look. eye candy. Yeah, that's yeah. basically his description. Then you have... Basically, like the Igor character yeah. is I forgot his Riff name. Raff. Riff Raff. Yeah, yeah. And he's kind of like 
creepy and has that long hair and mm-hmm. stares and stuff yeah. like that. And then you have um, the guy on the motorcycle. Oh, I hated his character. Oh, that's Meatloaf. Meatloaf? I didn't yeah. like Meatloaf. And he always creeped me out. He really did. Oh, I liked his song. Wait, what was his song? Whatever again? happened to Saturday Night or something uh, like that. Like, that's okay. the lyrics go. Right. I don't know, because I feel like the songs in this, at least for me, besides Sweet Transvestite and Time Warp and the the Touchy song, which I just think is the... Oh, and Damage in it. Yeah. I forget how many songs there are, there are overall, but like... It's truly like a... The opening, I feel like they're either hit or miss. Because there's one song where Janet and Brad are like walking through the woods, which is just like such a slow song, and I wasn't really into it. Um... I disagree. I think all oh, the yeah. songs are fire. Oh, okay. Um, I have listened to them on repeat. Um, I think they're fun. I also, one thing I do love about this movie is the costumes. Yeah. Are so good. I wanted to be um, the girl, like the, what's her, I forgot her name. She's like with the guy on the motorcycle. Oh, oh. I wanted to be her for Halloween one year, but like it was too complicated. Oh gosh, wait, yeah. Who, does she have a name? I don't really know um, if she does. She has a song in the, in the movie. Um... Oh, Eddie. So the character's the guy in the last cycle's name is Eddie, but Eddie. he's played by Meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> great name. Yeah. Meatloaf. Yeah, so his, um, I guess, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they serve up Eddie, oh, they see, eat Eddie. That was a great that. scene. See, that's probably why I didn't like Eddie. I just thought it was gross they were eating Eddie. I'm not a fan. You're I'm not a fan of cannibalism? I don't stand for cannibalism. <laughs> I'm just hot take, you guys. Hot take, Claire does not <laughs> don't like cannibalism. cannibalism. Yeah. Uh... It's always just, like, a fun time when you watch this Yeah, movie. it's a fun time. And I think the one thing, I mean, this is obviously, like, very campy for a reason. Yes. Just because all of it's exaggerated. Yeah, all the characters um, are exaggerated. All, like, anything that's happening, the fact that they eat him yeah. is, like, weird and hilarious. Yeah. And, you know, I was noticing, I think also editing has a lot to do with ha- if it's campy or not. Because yeah. some, like, you can have movies that are edited very seriously, but with this, there's, like... A lot of fades and, um, like, just a lot of quirky editing. Like, a lot of swipe transitions. Yeah, they did in Young Frankenstein, too. Kind of, like, yeah. the in at, like, fade into black or, like, the circle or something like uh-huh. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that makes it. I think, you like, to have a, like, Rocky Horror, I feel like, is a successful, like, camp film. You gotta also, like, it doesn't just, like, start with the characters in the writing. You gotta go everywhere. You gotta go directing. You gotta go editing. Yeah. gotta go mm-hmm. lighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has to all be there the to lighting, truly be. The lighting in this was really good. I There were some scenes, like, we talked about this um, before we started filming, actually. But we were talking about the two scenes where um, Dr. Frankenfurt is trying to get, trying to have sex with both Janet and Brad oh, in two yeah. different scenes. Which we talked about earlier saying that that's, like, one of the things that definitely doesn't stand out about or doesn't hold up about that movie because it's, like... It's, not not consensual. Yeah. Um, so obviously they don't know it's Dr. Frankenfurter. Yeah. Uh, but those two scenes have to be filmed in the dark. And I just yeah, remember... backlit. Yeah. I remember, those I remember when really I like, cool first saw it, I was like, wait, what's happening? Because I yeah. was like a young, naive child. Yeah. And then I watched it again and I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. Now I get it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just think it's so interesting what movies become like cult classics. I have to say, I feel like I just realized this. Yeah. Is this just like a weird take on Frankenstein? Yeah. How did I? Yeah. I feel so dumb. <laughs> I'm like looking at pictures and I'm like, oh, like Dr. Dr. Frankenfurter is wearing like a lab coat. Yeah, like, he was a scientist. Transvestite scientist. That's what it says in the Wikipedia page. We stand a transvestite mm-hmm. scientist. Yeah. 
Um, that's also how science always kind of has to do with campy as well. Like these two yeah. movies, they're both like this. Like let's make science weird. Yeah, it is weird. Uh huh. And isn't that how? Um, oh gosh, what's that other musical that's like campy? Uh, Little Shop of Horror. Does that have to do with science as well? I think they do it on eating plants. I've never seen it. No, neither have I. Yeah, we'll have to do like a a Venn diagram and, and see like campy movies that have to do with science. <laughs> Reanimator Reanimator 2. If you oh, ever yes. heard of that movie, that is also a campy that. movie that has to do directly with scientists and bringing people back from the dead. Interesting. So, you know, the Frankenstein story has been well covered in the camp genre. We should just do our top five Frankenstein, top five. <laughs> Frankenstein films. Frankenstein remake. It's already done two. Yeah. Uh, we can do others. Yeah, okay. The one other thing I was just going to say about it is yeah. I think it's interesting. So, Rocky Horror, I believe it's a Fox movie. I think it is. And uh, so Disney recently acquired Fox, as most people know. Is it on Disney Plus? It's. I haven't checked if it's on Disney Plus or not. I can check. But it's interesting that um, so um, Fox movies are allowed to be shown out in different theaters for like one-off events and whatnot. And oh, should I look this? Okay. So based. Sorry. What I was saying is, Disney is still allowed to show Rocky Horror, but they're not showing other movies because. Say you want an alien shown for, like, a one-off event during the summer. Yeah. Disney won't let you do that anymore. But they're not doing that with Rocky Horror because they know if they tell people, oh, you can't play Rocky Horror, more people would lash out against Disney. Well, it's become such, like, a, a cultural thing. You know, mm-hmm. every Halloween they play it. It's become kind of more of an event. It is, like, the cult classic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, let's go on to our number three film. Okay, next... We're talking about Clue. Clue is such a good film. If you don't mm-hmm. know, it's based off the board game Clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I first heard this movie, I was like, movies based on games? Um, is it going to be like that really bad Adam Sandler movie, Pixels? Because <laughs> I was that's, that was my only reference for game-themed movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not. It is like ten times better. Probably a thousand times better no. than that movie ever could Clue be. Clue is the best movie based off of game. There ever Period. was. There ever was. You can't do better. Also mm-hmm. starring Tim Curry, might we add. Yes. So if you don't know what this clue, obviously, like, there's a murder. But basically, all these people come to dinner. If they don't know, they were all invited. They don't know who invited them. And basically, a murder happens. They have to figure out who did it. Mm-hmm. And we have the classic characters, um, you know, Mrs. Peacock, Mrs. White. Um, Colonel Mustard. Mr. Body. Uh, oh, well, no, Mr. Mr. Green. Green. Mr. Body's a new character, a they, new added, character they added. Sure. And same with uh, Wadsworth. Wadsworth is also, that's the butler. Mm-hmm. Um, and then was there one more character? Uh, wait, let me pull up. Okay, there was Mrs. Scarlet, Colonel oh, Mustard, Mrs. White, uh, Professor Plum, Mrs. Oh, Peacock, Mrs. Green, and then Eva, Eva. Oh, you bet. Who was the maid. Who was, like, the sexy maid. Yeah, she was the sexy maid. Mr. Brody. There's actually not that many characters. And then there's two cops who come by, yeah. I think. Um, the singing telegram girl, which is a part where I was just laughing so much because it's such a random scene. There's this random telegram that comes to the door, and she's, like, dancing around, and then someone shoots her. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, basically, like... So many things happen, and as the course of the night goes, more and more people die. Like, the mm-hmm. cook dies. The maid dies. There's this guy that comes in on a motorcycle. He dies. The mm-hmm. cop that comes in dies. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is just done so well. Yeah. This is- um, 
Out of all of the movies, I'd say this is the campiest, I think. Yeah, they because, really play with, like, how everything is being said. Yeah. And really, like, physical movements uh-huh. as well. Because it knows it's campy and it really plays oh, into it. Oh, it does. It, for sure. Um, just some classic, um, one of the classic scenes when Mrs. White talks about, so each of them have a secret and that's why they're there and they're staying there. So, um, for, no, it was um, Mrs. White talks about, like, killing she kills she she ended up killing um Yvette who was the maid who was sleeping with her husband who I guess she also killed and it's such a good line where she just talks about the flames on the side of my face and she just keeps saying flames and it's ridiculous she says this so in fact she's like flames flames the flames flames. I just couldn't on the side of my face and everyone's just there looking at her and they really take time to show everyone's reaction yeah that's my favorite thing yeah that's definitely the best light and then when they like when they all split up and they're all like um the so one of the characters is um I guess it's supposed to it's supposed to be gay he's a senator he's like I'm gay I know um, and he's paired up with, like, Yvette, who's the, the sexy... Who everyone wanted to be paired up with. Everyone wanted to be paired up with, paired, and he's paired up with her, and mm-hmm. you see everyone's face, like, come on. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing about this movie is when it was released, there's three different endings to it, which I thought is brilliant. It was so good. So when we watched it, we watched it on Amazon Prime, I think, and mm-hmm. they showed all three endings, so yeah. what ends up happening is, at the end of the film, it's, like, uh, Mrs. Scarlet... No, yeah, Mrs. Peacock was the one. No, Scarlet. Um, Scarlet is the there's one. There's one where Mrs. Peacock killed all the victims to conceal um, take her taking bribes from foreign powers. Oh, yeah, that was it. And that's when Wadsworth reveals he's an FBI agent. agent. And then there's another ending where that you were talking about with the flames. Um, oh, that's where Mrs. White... That's where everyone kills someone. Oh, yeah, there's one where everyone killed someone. Yeah, so there's one where there's six people die. And then there's the other um, where um, Mrs. Scarlet kill or tells Yvot, 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 who knows, to kill the cook, and she's the one who's done everything. Yeah, so at first, so at, when we watched it, at, I think it first showed, like, Mrs. Um, Scarlet mm-hmm. killing everyone, and then the movie ends, and then all of a sudden it starts back again, and then yeah. it's Mrs. Peacock who killed everyone, mm-hmm. and you're like, wait a minute, and then it closes, and you're like, okay, that's the ending, and then it starts up again, and it's like, oh, everyone killed, like, everyone, all the six people there besides Wadsworth. I thought Wadsworth was the butler. Was he not the Yeah, butler? no, Wadsworth is the butler. No, Wadsworth isn't the FBI agent. Oh, I... It's, um, what's his face? The senator. Oh. Uh... Wadsworth was the one who invited them all there. Yeah, wait. Yeah, I forget... Yeah, you're probably right. I kind of forget, though. Oh, I mean, so having three different endings, it's usually... It's, yeah, it's hard, to, to, hard to forget, but then um, there's one, so six people die, and each of the six characters besides one of them kills someone, and then the guy, Senator, is like, I'm an FBI agent, and, like, the last line of the film is like, I'm gonna go sleep with my wife. Yeah, which, honestly, they it was like, they didn't to, need to do like, it. They could have had, had a gay that. FBI agent. Yeah. Um, Let them be gay. Yeah, but when this was first showed, there, they played the movie and they only played one of the endings so when all the reviews came out for it there was like all this confusion about how it ended but i just thought that was really funny um, no it was i really liked it um when they're running to each room so when when, they, when, <laughs> when each person explains the murder they'll run to be back and forth from each room like explaining being like oh and then i was here and then they would run and go um to another room mm-hmm 
Oh, and there was this one funny scene because they're just these small details where it's like, that's just so freaking funny. And this didn't need to be added whatsoever. Like, Colonel Mustard says, oh, does anyone want a whiskey? And he poured a whiskey for himself just regularly into the cup. And then three other people said they also wanted whiskey. And he pours them in just, like, such a sloppy way, yes. like, around in a circle. And there's just whiskey getting everywhere. <laughs> and it was just like, what the heck? No, um, I also love how they shot, like, there were, like, obviously this is also, also kind of like a homage to the, you know, like, noir um, detective films. Because there were so many zooms, but there was just, like, because the lights would go off and then it would be pitch black and someone would go murder someone every time that happened. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun. But one of my favorite scenes is when Wadsworth is like, oh, that's... Um, like, three more murders, and Mr. Green's, like, six altogether, and Wadsworth's like, this is getting serious, as if one murder was not serious, yeah. and the cops were showing up. Yeah. Oh, and actually, there's another funny part with counting. It's like, oh, oh the, shoot. A two plus two is... Yeah, they're trying to figure it's out... seven. No, no, it's two plus two plus two. I forgot it was. Um, yeah, they keep adding things up. Yeah. I also, like, my favorite character was Mrs. White. Mm-hmm. who clearly killed her husband. Um, one of my favorite <laughs> lines is when one of the characters is like, your first husband also, when they're accusing her of killing all of her husbands, because um, she's had two, at the, I think two or three at this point, um, one of the characters goes, your first husband also disappeared. And Mrs. White goes, but that was his job. He was an illusionist. And then the guy goes, but he, but he never reappeared. And Mrs. White goes, he wasn't a very good illusionist. Yeah, no, I love her. It's things like that that made it so mm-hmm. great because the, the writing was so on point and so clever and yeah. witty and, like, punny and everything. Mm-hmm. was so good. Yeah, I think Clue definitely still holds up. Clue yeah, just holds up in every Just way. because the humor of it isn't necessarily tied to, to the time period. Yeah, it's not. It's just tied to, like, these characters who, like, yeah, like, they're terrible people. They all kill someone. They all yeah. had this, like, terrible secret. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's no point in, like, empathizing with these characters. Mm-hmm. So... You know, they don't need to be still be good people today yeah. to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. You're still intrigued by the mystery. Yeah. I feel like Clue is a movie I'm going to be thinking about in the, in the, at least the next week because Knives Out is coming out, which is very similar that to Clue. That was the, um, when I was watching this, or when I went online searching up, that came on my Google as, like, yeah. an ad. And I'm like, yeah, it's definitely... Just same whodunit thing and, yeah. like... But this time it's more of, like, a showy detective than it is, like, a bunch of people who... Don't know no anything. idea what they're doing. And are literally just like, um, yeah. I also like to see how they incorporated, like, the game. The house yeah. was really cool, and they had all the, the weapons. Like, each of them had a weapon. Yeah. Oh, did, it's because they gave them all the weapons. Yeah, did yeah. you play the game you said you didn't play, Clue? I played it completely wrong. I think <laughs> I think we would start playing and get bored. Yeah, I played it, like, one time. But I know there's some people who are, like, so dedicated to the game. But, like, from what I know about the game, it seemed like... It's usually the, one person that does the yeah, but it just seemed like the the game clue or the movie clue incorporated the game very well into very the movie. Well. I think also clue happens to be one of those games where like you start out with characters, like they made up backstories for these characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um that weren't necessarily from the game, but I feel like you know, they incorporated it really well without it being cheesy at all. Like you knew it was gonna be a movie about a board game, but it was still like a great whodunit. Yeah. Oh, and if you have time, look up the poster of clue because my problem oh, I don't have it pulled up. But um, I feel like the art of making posters just isn't done as well anymore because we've got trailers and stuff. And I really love the Clue poster. I just think it's, like, really cool looking. Uh, no, not that one. Uh, they have a redone one. Mm-hmm. Um, it just says, like, oh, here is it. It's, 
It's got the house on it, and it says, was it, um, and then the list of name blank, in the blank, with the blank. Um, oh, I have it. Yeah. Yeah, it is really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it says Clue. The tagline is, it's not just the game anymore. Yeah. Because yeah, people die. <laughs> it's called murder. It's serious now. <laughs> this is getting serious yeah. now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good movie. I think this might be, the out of all the movies we talk about, I think Clue might be my favorite. I, I think it is my favorite. I agree. It is. Mm-hmm. It is one of my, my favorite. I feel like, oh, we're talking about the one thing that didn't end well. Mm-hmm. Um, the psychologist, or who was a psychiatrist or something, that sleeps with his patient. Oh, who, my God. Who happened to be the singing telegram girl yeah. who died. I also yeah. like how they tie everything together. Like, it's so... Mm-hmm. That's what, I think what also makes this movie camp is that everything ties together in the most ridiculous ways yeah. mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. Um, like, the cop that comes at the door ends up being the cop that Mrs. Um, Scarlet was bribing with money. And then the cook happened to be the cook that Mrs. Peacock used to know or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was all, like, it was, like, when they were revealing everything, like, you could, you literally could not have guessed it. Just yeah. from, like, how ridiculous everything was. And it mm-hmm. was the most fun. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, anything else you have to say about Clue? No, it was good. I've, if, if you're gonna watch any of the movies on this list, please watch Clue. Yeah, definitely watch Clue. Please. I would never have seen it if Claire had not recommended it. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to... Okay, next we're talking about... Showgirls. Which is a movie did, that did not age well at no. all. Mm-mm. So why did we pick this movie, Claire? Because I did not enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> I I wanted to choose Showgirls because there's a YouTube page I watch and the people always talk about Showgirls and how, like, crazy it is of a movie. And when we were that trying, is true, bro. And when we were trying to... Because I do think it fits the genre of camp pretty well. Because anything because, in this movie, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like it's Las Vegas, too. It takes place in Las Vegas. So, like, it's obviously, like, the Vegas showgirls yeah. um, aesthetic. It's such a roller coaster. It really is. Such a roller coaster. This movie could... There's just so much that goes on. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like literally half of my notes is, like, what is going on. Because mm-hmm. I truly... All right. Well, let's start off... Did you like the character Naomi? No. No, really? Nomi? Oh, I... Her name's Nomi. Nomi? I loved her. Okay, I think oh. I liked her towards the end, but in the beginning, she was like a child. I guess because she is a child, but they don't specify her age, so, like, she looks mm-hmm. like she's, like, in her 20s, so I'm like, yeah. I guess she's in her 20s. Yeah. Um, but when she gets all her stuff stolen, and that nice girl is giving her food, she just, like, throws oh. the french fries and gets all upset. Yeah. No, Molly like, is definitely... Calm def- down. Mm-hmm. Calm yourself. Yeah, no, out of all the characters, Molly is the only character who does nothing wrong. She does nothing all wrong, and she gets her... everything wrong done towards her. I know, I which know. Which is terrible. Yeah. Um, if you can't tell, so if you know what Showgirl's about, basically about this character, Nomi, who goes to Las Vegas, and she wants to be a showgirl, but she ends up working as a stripper. Um, and then all of her friends, like, insult her for working as a stripper. Um, and then she ends up becoming, like, one of the dancers for one of these, like, big... Las Vegas productions, and then so many things happen mm-hmm. within that. Like, that could have just been one movie. You could have made, like, four movies. You know, I think this almost would have been better as an HBO miniseries. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that just because, like, there was so much going on. Like, the, I'm just going to read out some plot points. Um, Nomi has sex with Kyle McLaughlin in, like, a pool. If you don't know, so Kyle <laughs> McLaughlin plays, like, the... the creative director or something like that mm-hmm. and he was sleeping with crystal. the crystal who was the head showgirl um and then like molly unfortunately gets beaten up and raped 
at like towards the end of the film, which I think was entirely I, that, unnecessary. I was going to say, didn't need to include that at all. When also, that the fact that she's one of the only like female um, like person of color, and she does nothing wrong, and she gets all this hardship, yeah, like put upon her mm-hmm. was terrible. Mm-hmm. I think they do bring up a good point in this. Like the one I left think thinking of the one line where there's the one guy who compares the um what's it god the show is goddess that's what it's called and it's like very good dancing but they all have their shirts off yeah so there's a one guy who's comparing that show to the stripper show and he's saying like oh at least the stripper show is more honest because people go there and are like open about what they want opposed to going to the goddess where like they are going for the same things but they're being less open about why they're going. Do you get paid more as a dancer for goddess though than you would as a stripper yeah, definitely. I feel like that's that could be a difference. Also, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about stripper movies. Is it going to beat Hustlers? No. No, <laughs> no of course not. I like. I was watching the stripper scenes, and I'm like, this isn't as good as Hustlers. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, she's, like, such a bad dancer. She really is. Like, I, in the beginning of the movie, I was trying to understand, like, do I think she's a bad dancer, or do they want me in this world to believe that she's a good dancer? Like, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't figure it out, because there were some scenes where it looked like she was like she was just probably like, used a body double. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they just probably didn't edit it correctly because yeah. there were some moments where she like was like waving her arms. I know. I don't, even, like, I don't know what she was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also a really interesting dynamic between Crystal and Naomi. 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 Oh my gosh. Okay, Crystal and Naomi, because I could never tell is Crystal trying to help her or does yeah. she hate her? It's. Very complicated and goes back and forth a bunch of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just could never figure out where Crystal stood. I agree. And what her motives were, besides just, well, like, she got fucking pushed, around. Yeah. pushed down a flight of stairs. Yeah, she which, did. And then, then she was like, I'm fine with it. I got a big money settlement. And yeah. I'm like, same girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I felt like the dancers backstage that weren't Nomi, Crystal, or Molly, who's not a dancer, but she was like, they were really, like, cringy. Yeah. They were always yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. And there was that one guy who was like, oh, I'm the only hetero man here. And he just, like, touches women's ass. Yeah. Like, this was definitely a time where, like, sexual harassment was seen as, like, a funny thing. Because that's constantly what, happening. What a good joke. <laughs> what a good joke. Let's just, let's just touch women's asses without them, without mm-hmm. their consent. Or, you yeah. know, like, the guy at the strip club. Let's make my strippers suck my dick. Yeah, that's So I can, horrible. I don't know, that's terrible. So they can have a job, which yeah. is terrible. Uh-huh. Yeah. And also, and I just felt like, yeah, and they had, like, the, like, homosexual dancers who are, like, so stereotypical. And I'm just like, yeah, the dancers backstage were just super one note and, like, mm-hmm. cringy to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were not a main character, you were not playing a good role. Yeah, no, that's very true. Um, also, the free-flowing cocaine. Yeah, that you was, know, a lot of drug abuse in this. But, like, such such casual drug abuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, like, um, Crystal, who's casually, like, in the theater snorting cocaine. Like, like I get it, you're the head girl here, but you probably shouldn't be doing it in the theater seats. Mm-hmm. Probably not a good idea. Yeah, but, you know, it's Las Vegas, so I don't know. <laughs> Who, knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? It's fictional Las Vegas, and anything could happen in fictional Las Vegas. Really? Anything? And then, like, and then, so at the end of the movie, so because Mom, so where you, ha- where you, like, end up knowing is that Nomi is not really her first name. 
Um, I forgot what her first name is, but she was like a runaway. I guess did she used to be a prostitute or no? She she killed people, didn't she? I thought Hold she just on. assaulted people. Yeah. I thought it was but you know, they really don't talk about her background. That's like a very end thing. Yeah, it's towards the end of the movie. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I found Nomi kind of a likable because she was very brat. Like, she like she had this really hard exterior and mm-hmm. she was always insulting people. And I was like, it was always one note for like the longest time. Uh-huh. Like, the whole movie, she was just trying to become this showgirl. Oh. And she would do it, whatever. Like, she would take advantage of people mm-hmm. and. She, like, wasn't, like, I don't know. I don't like how she treated Molly. No, not at all. Who clearly had a crush on her. And, like, I don't know. It was just kind of, she was kind of odd. And she was always, like, she thought she was better than everyone else. Yeah. And I'm, like, girl, calm down. You're, we know you're not that good of a dancer. We see you on the movie. I guess I just liked her because of her determination. I think. I respect I think, characters with determination. Yeah, I respect her determination, but I think she also just was, like, I have to be this, like, sassy you know, hardcore woman all the time. And then when you find out, like, oh, it's because of this background, it's more, like, kind mm-hmm. of thrown in at the end. Okay, so... Like, it's, she's not a full... I feel like, for me, she's not a full character. So, about the background, her real name was Polly, and she was a runaway and prostitute after her parents' murder suicide. Oh, God. And See, she, like, that's a terrible thing to happen. Like, why do you have to add that? Yeah, and she was arrested several times for drug possession, prostitution, and assault with a deadly weapon. Um, so, I guess not murder. Yeah. Oh, Aw, shucks. Yeah, so this was this was certainly a movie. This was certainly... Again, I feel like the acting as well, it's just, like, not even over the top. Like, it, it feels like they're not trying. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the scenes when, like, they're, they're like, doing fighting or something like that, like, she just over-dramatizes what she's saying. And, like, truth be told, when I, like, saw Kyle McLaughlin there, I was like, I might as well finish this movie. <laughs> And he did not disappoint. He was so tan in this movie. He was a horrible. He was a horrible person. I was a terrible human. Like there was the one scene where Crystal is with a. Uh, no, no, no. Crystal told Na- no Nomi to go. Like, oh, go do this event. And there's a guy at the event who said, like, oh, you and your girl should come back to the hotel with us or to a restaurant. Yeah. Which is, like, heavily implied, like, oh, you guys have to come back with us and have sex with us. Mm-hmm. And um, she's, like, absolutely not and goes to tell Zach. And Zach yells at the guy, like, really yells at him. So at that point, I was like, oh, look at Zach, like, doing the right thing. And then as soon as she leaves the room, Zach calls back up the guy and is, like, kind of joking about it. And it's just, like, whenever there was a guy character on screen, like, I was just not safe. No one was safe. No one all was the safe guys, from the men in this movie. I They're all one, terrible human They were beings. really bad. All of them were really bad in this. Yeah, they were all terrible. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, ends up beating up um, the guy that, like, beat up Molly, right? Yeah. Because she didn't want to, like, reveal her, um, her like, past, I guess, and get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was a kind of nice ending. You know, she had been, you know, bested by the men in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the beginning of the movie, she gets her stuff stolen by some hitchhiker that, no, she's the hitchhiker. Um, the guy she hit, hitchhikes with, mm-hmm. like, that was kind of nice, um, but yeah, there were just, like, so many unnecessary things, and, like, the way they depicted sex was over the top. Yeah, oh my God. it was crazy. That scene in the fountain <laughs> was insane. Yeah, it looked like she was just, like, kind of having a spasm. Yeah, like, she didn't have a she would, like, bend over. Yeah. The same thing with the lap dance. She gives Kyle McLaughlin the lap dance mm-hmm. as... 
um, the other, the head showgirl watches, mm-hmm. and it's like this weird sexual thing. Um, this was, I think, the first like NC seventeen movie to be like wide release. Oh wow! It did not break even. It cost forty five million dollars oh. to make. I think it only made like thirty seven million or like thirty eight million or something mm-hmm. like that. Which was something else. Yeah, I'm glad I watched it though. I cannot say the same. Oh. I do not. Like, if you want to, like, laugh and see, like, how... When was this made? Oh, it was made in 1995. Oh, my God. That's not... That's not... Um, if you, yeah, want to laugh at what people thought was good at 1995. And if you couldn't have guessed, this movie was written and directed by a man. Yeah. I don't know if people thought this was good in 1995. People didn't. Oh, I, th- I think, I think like, the idea is, like, if you want to see what these two men thought people would want... In 1995. Oh, yeah, wait, it says um, negative theatrical and critical consensus. <laughs> um, oh, oh, but Showgirls enjoy success on the home video market, generating yeah, more than wanna... $100 million from video rentals. Oh, so wow. people didn't want to go out and watch people... this video, but people wanted to watch this in secret, which kind of says a lot about, that kind of relates to the main yeah. theme of wanting to see things in secret and going to the goddess show instead of the strip club. Yeah, but also, like, let's face it. Some of that has to be. There is so much nudity in this film. Yeah. And, mo- and might I add, all female nudity. Yeah. For exactly, they were expecting a male audience. Yeah. So, you know, if you guys want to see a really good movie about strippers. Go watch Hustlers. Go see, <laughs> see Hustlers. This, this podcast is a plug-in for Hustlers. <laughs> we loved Hustlers. Just, we'll, we'll have to. Jennifer Lopez is great. We'll have to talk about Hustlers. Another time. Another time. Um, if you want to see a terrible movie about strippers in Las Vegas. Like, I guess watch Showgirls, but do it in your home. Don't screen it. Yeah, don't watch this family family fun forever. <laughs> watch it with the whole family, folks. Yeah, you can scar your children. Yeah. So I think our, you guys should wrap up our Showgirls yeah. talk. And mm-hmm. our last movie is, is a good one. Um, it's Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. Not the 1970 TV show. The movie starring Lucy Liu. Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that other guy, Sam Rockwell. Oh my Tim God, Curry. Tim Curry. Yeah, Tim Curry again. Um, oh my God, we, we went one, th- three, three Tim Curry yeah, movies. Yeah, so basically Tim Curry makes good camp movies. Um, yeah, that's all we're gonna say for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this was this was the movie that started the idea of doing this episode because mm-hmm. I had the obviously you don't know the new movie came out it did not do as well at all no personally Claire and I liked it but we're not here to talk about the new Charlie's Angels we're here to talk about the 2000 I think 2000 is when it came yeah. out mm-hmm. um, and I was like Claire hadn't seen it and we have to watch it because it's a wild ride and I forgot what happens in this movie <laughs> when I rewatched it it was truly wild yeah. this movie is like goofy and super like. It, it doesn't take itself seriously, even though the acting, like, is. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell that, that, like, the direction was, like, okay, you have to do this seriously, but, like, it's such a joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the costumes were outrageous and, like, overtly sexual because they were female spies and they have to, you know, use their sexuality yeah. against... But it was more, like, the sexuality, at least in this movie, felt like the characters wanting to express their own sexuality. No, no that's what I feel like, too. I rather was... than, like... I don't know. It was definitely more like tongue in cheek, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, like we want to dress like this because let's face it, men are dumb and they can't see past anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If like we're showing skin, which I thought was like super fun. Mm-hmm. So basically, the basis and plot of this movie is there are three spies and they 
have to get this, like, the, the plot is always very thin. Um, they have to get this, like, software um, that they think was stolen from, like, this kind of, like, Napster-looking dude. Um, and that's basically it. I did think there was more to this movie, but there isn't. But, like, it makes up for it. It was a fun ride. I forgot that I had a crush on Sam Rockwell <laughs> until I saw this movie, and I was like, oh, I remember him being cute. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's Sam Rockwell. <laughs> it's a weird thought now. Yeah. I was honestly, like, skeptical going into this movie, not having seen it before, which is weird because, like, growing up, I loved Totally Spies, and Totally Spies yeah. is just Charlie's Angels, really. Yeah. Um, but I was just really hooked from the first scene where you've got Ice Cube walking into first class. That was L- not Ice Cube. Was it? It's it's not Ice Cube. LL Cool J. Okay, it was LL Cool J. In this completely, like, interior red plane. Yeah. And... He gets these diamonds and then pulls off a mask. Mm-hmm. And it's Drew Barrymore, yeah. who's mm-hmm. not Alan Cool J. Yeah. It was such a great way to start this film. Mm-hmm. And I just think, like, I just love the dynamic between the three girls. Because it yeah. was such, like, a fun friendship. And they all just, like, really loved each other. And, um... Oh, um, Matt LeBlanc is in this movie. Yeah, he is. Not and a fan I, of his character, though. His character's alright. Lucy yeah. Lee deserved better. She really does. I think she was my favorite out of the three. I love Lucy Liu's character. I in do, this. too. And each of them kind of, like, represent, like, they. I love in this movie, they do, like, the, these backgrounds as, like, the credits. Mm-hmm. So when they're introducing each character, they'll have, like, a little clip from, like, their background. So it's, like, you know, Lucy Liu's character was, like, super academic and mm-hmm. really, like, did gymnastics, like, very, I think, um, constrained. And then you have, like, Drew Barrymore's character is, like, this, like, rock and roll, like, badass girl. And then you have Cameron Diaz, who's just, like, quirky. Mm-hmm. But, like, quirky and weird and, like, super smart. So it was always really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just love, like, this, like, in those sequences, like, all this crazy stuff is happening. And it's just, like, so random. It's all so random. It's all it's so, all so random. random. And it just makes it so much fun. And it seems like everyone involved was just having fun with it, you know? I agree. It's just, this is a good sleepover movie. It is. Like, Like, if you're in the mood to have a fun time, like, Mm -hmm. go watch Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Um, We also cannot talk about Charlie's Angels without talking about the Thin Man. Yeah. So if you have not watched these films, there is a character played, I don't know who he is, he plays Mr. World on American Gods, if you've ever seen that TV show. Um, But he shows up in the film, he's like this kind of assassin guy. Um, he doesn't have, he does not say a single word in the entire movie, which, um, fun fact, was the actor's choice. Like, he had lines, and the actor was like, I don't want to say them. I'm going to not say anything. And he goes out the entire movie, like, staring and, like, taking Drew Barrymore's hair and, like, sniffing it. And it was the weirdest thing. It's the one thing I, like, vividly remember about these movies. Mm -hmm. And, like, sniffing and yelling. That's all he does. And then he'll, like, kill people. But, like, that's all he does. Mm -hmm. And, like, they give him a backstory in Full Throttle, which is, like, the second Charlie's Angels Which was honestly my favorite part of that movie. Full Throttle. The reason I feel like the first Charlie's Angels is better than Full Throttle is that Full Throttle could have been about four different movies. Mm -hmm. There is so much happening in Full Throttle that, like, it was wild. Like, Shia LaBeouf is in that movie for no reason whatsoever. It was still a fun movie, but it was a lot less tight than this one was. Yes, I think they have to, they have to start... With one, like, one random plot. Mm-hmm. Don't give us, like, Full Throttle had about four plots going yeah. on. And none of them truly ended that well. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you're introduced to Shia LaBeouf thinking he's going to be this like character in the film, and this is, at this point, I think he had just been on Even Stevens, so like, people knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. He, he kind of he's kind of just nothing. Yeah. Um, but you, I think you were saying that you were speculating if they were going to make a new one, did they want um, what's his face Shia LaBeouf to be the new Bob Bosley? So that's what I thought. If you watch Full Throttle at the end of the film. Um, Shia LaBeouf, because he was like an orphan, gets um, gets taken in by Bosley, which in the film is like a family. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all the Bosleys are um, Charlie's Angels in the first one. It seems very small, like it's a small spy community. Yeah. Um, and the second one, it kind of grows. And then obviously, in the most recent one, it's like a huge international thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in the film, he gets like he's like, oh, Shia LaBeouf is like, oh, I'm a Bosley now. I'm like, okay, cool. Is he like, did they want to make another film where like he's a Bosley, or did they really just throw this in there for absolutely no yeah. reason? Mm-hmm. And then they bring back the Thin Man yeah. for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like they give the Thin Man like a literal backstory about like being an orphan at at this like nun place with Carrie Fisher as with the Carrie nun. Fisher as the nun, look, which you called. Yeah, we well, were watching we were, it, and I was like, is that Carrie Fisher? And yeah. Claire was like, no. And then we looked it up, and it was Carrie Fisher. Yeah, there were so many times we were watching it, and you were like, oh, is I that was, so-and-so? And it ended up being that person. Like, you were really on your game. I was. Life. It was a good time watching. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they give him a backstory. We're like, and they still don't explain why he likes pulling hair and, like, smelling it. Yeah. That's not explained. And then he dies. They kill him off. And he has, like, a kiss with Drew Barrymore. That was so, so weird. weird. Which, like, isn't explained because, the, like, the past two movies, he's been pulling out her hair, smelling it, and then, like, staring at her, but also trying <laughs> to kill her. So it's very confusing. And then mm-hmm. at the end, he's, like, fighting for the Charlie's Angels, even though he killed someone in the beginning of the movie that was, like, against the Charlie's Angels. It was... It was very odd. It was weird, but it's just better if you don't question it and it just to go is. along for the I've, ride because it's still totally worth watching. I'm just sad they killed. Him. Yeah, like his relationship was weird with Drew Barrymore, but like, would I have seen it? Like, yeah, I would have. <laughs> it was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, another part I want to talk about in the first movie was Chad. Chad. Yeah. So Chad is like kind of in a relationship with Drew Barrymore, but not really, and he's just like this sweet like, dumb man mm-hmm. who, like, talks and talks about himself in the third person, which can usually be seen as a very douchey thing to do. Mm-hmm. But for him, it's just, like, it's trash. Like, he owned a boat. He, he wasn't was- too showy about it. I think he, he lived on it. Did he live on his boat? He did live yeah. on his boat. Yeah. You don't really know what his job is. No, he didn't really fit the Chad personality. He did not. If you know the frat bro, frat bro uh, Chad personality, this is not one of those. He was a good Chad. He helped them at the end. He I helped them. Just really wanted to th- give a shout out to Chad, the also, only good one. They do have like the male villains in this movie are hilarious. Yeah. Start with Sam Rockwell. Oh, um, he so starts off as like this nerdy kid, and then he ends up being like, "Nah, I'm a super, I'm a villain." Yeah. Um, and he dances in this movie, <laughs> which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fighting in this movie too is also super like kind of um like the early 2000s like you can tell they're on wires in scenes oh but it that just no, adds yeah that adds to it because yeah. there's no way they could possibly be like jumping that high mm-hmm. um the other male villain in full throttle is basically it's Justin Thoreau with a mohawk <laughs> um super ripped like he's in great shape with an Irish accent like that is who the character is and he's basically Colin Farrell but they could not get Colin Farrell mm-hmm. um, so therefore they just made Justin Thoreau have a super bad Irish accent he shouldn't have had an accent he shouldn't it have. was a very 
took you out of the movie for sure. It definitely did. You yeah. like, I, for me first, like, when he first came on, because I didn't remember he was Irish, I just remember it was Justin Thoreau. Um, and I was like, I was like, did they want Colin Farrell and just, like, couldn't get him? <laughs> like, like th- this character is truly Colin Farrell. Like, he yeah. could have... Colin Farrell could have done it better. Oh, of course. I'm not doubting it at all. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a little sad about that. Yeah. Um, who are the, oh, the other, the villain in um, Full Throttle is a an angel turned villain. Mm-hmm. Which was a good, that was a good twist. Yeah, that like, was, you saw it coming about, like, you saw it coming. Yeah, no, that was a good twist. I just hate when there's uh, girl female characters going against, like, the main yeah. girl group. I don't know. I would always just have them defeat a man that I want a woman. I think, yeah. I think that's because we are women. Yeah. Um, and, like, why pit women against each other? Yeah, that's They can thing. easily go together and mm-hmm. go against the, the patriarchy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she. I feel like they also could have fleshed out her character. Like, they didn't really mm-hmm. say why she turned. Oh, they kind of did. Yeah, they but did, because like, she was going to... She, no, she, she, like, she, got, was... she got, like, kidnapped on a mission, and she's like, oh, you didn't save me in time or something like that. And then so she like, decided to go against them, and I'm, like, I'm, like, I guess that's a reason, but it was just, like, such a, it was just kind of just, like, okay, that's it, like, there was no kind of backstory besides that, about, mm-hmm. like, how hard she was working, or how she even got into the angels, or anything like yeah. that, mm-hmm. so, like, what it meant that she would turn on them, yeah, was, like, something else, mm-hmm. and, yeah, I don't know, it's just, yeah, I liked in the newest movie, though, the 2019 one, they did reference, like, angels who turned. W- turned. There were some good shout-outs to the, the former movies in the new Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Like, they had all, some of the costumes in the new movie. Yeah. Like, just in the um in the closet, which was just a good nod. Be like, oh my gosh, I recognize that. Like, they had um the one Swedish outfits. Yeah. Which, uh, all the costumes were just really good. They were the just so fun. The costumes in Charlie's Angels were great. Yeah. They were, like, class, they were, like, those sexy Halloween costumes, mm-hmm. basically, but, like, better made. Yeah. And they looked better. Like, the one scene where Lucy Liu is wearing, like, this, uh, leather black skirt. Oh, that's my favorite scene. Yeah, that was a great scene. Yeah, she goes to, like, this company where they're trying to steal the data from in the first movie, mm-hmm. um, and she basically plays this, like, dominatrix woman, and that's her, um... What's her face? Um, Melissa McCarthy is in that scene oh, as well. She right. plays like the assistant, like, yeah. the female assistant who's like, "Who are you?" And all all the male colleagues are like, you know, all over this woman because mm-hmm. she's you know domineering and she tells them what's up and she tells them their ideas stuff, but also that they're good. Mm-hmm. So it was a fun scene. I think yeah. overall, like this was a really fun movie. It ups like the exaggeration, but like it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, I think if you like go into this movie with an open mind mm-hmm. and like. A mindset of like, let's just like have a fun watch. Yeah. Like, we'll definitely have a fun time watching mm-hmm. this. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Mm. I've already said my thing about Colin Farrell, so like, I'm good. Yeah, that was probably the most important thing you'll get out of this whole podcast. <laughs> Truly, yeah. um, it's, a, it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> so, would you remake this? If you had the chance to remake the second movie with Colin Farrell, I would. You would, yeah. I would. I think also, um, I think, like, the like the, the newest Charlie's Angels, I think, was good. I think, like, where they went off is, is that they took from, like, existing stuff, and they just kind of added to it. I think they could have, like, made their own. Like, it would have been cool if it was, like, a Charlie's Angels in, like, a completely different country. Yeah. I think that would have been cool. Like, a Charlie's mm-hmm. Angels in, like, I don't know. 
like China or like Africa or something mm. and just been like, oh, what is it like for those like women to be spies there instead of just like the like adding to like the American franchise? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, my big thing about that movie is um, they're not friends in it. Like it seems like they'll all be friends if they do another movie, which I do not think they will. Oh, you but mean in the new Charlie's In the Angels? new Charlie's they're Angels, definitely yeah. Not yeah, no, they're not making another movie, but <laughs> I, I just didn't like how... Because my favorite thing about this was just seeing them all interact with each other in just such a friendly, nice way. And I just, think like, they, they had that in this film. I think definitely in, like, the, the like, 2000 films. Like, they start off as friends. Yeah, and I wish they would have done that for the yeah. new movie. I think that would have made it better. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, friend, female friendship is great. Yeah. Um, we hope you enjoyed our camp films. If you have any films that you think didn't uh should have made the list please let us know in the comments please do okay all right thanks for listening bye